Praise the Lord. So I want to share a word tonight. And I was, I was like, Lord, should I even share this? Because the title of this message is called, Here I Am, Send Me. That's what Japanese sounds like, and that's what Japanese is right there, if, you wanna, if you're familiar. Do we have any Japanese people here tonight? Just raise your hand. Any Ohio? Ohio, that's right. <laughs> so here I am, send me, and I was like, Lord, Cornerstone has, has sent people. We, they go on, we go on missions here at Cornerstone. Should I, is this even the right message? And I felt like just to, just to preach it tonight. And I hope this message encourages you and inspires you. But Isaiah 6, 8 says this, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Send me. Let's, let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. I pray that you would speak to us. I pray you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, I thank you that, God, we are willing. We are available. We want to be used by you and go wherever you send us, Lord. I pray that you would um, minister to us and change us. I pray we would not leave the same way we came in tonight, but we would be filled with and empowered by your spirit. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. Can you hear the voice of the Lord? Can you hear him? Isaiah said, I heard the voice of the Lord. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah, he just volunteers. He says, hey, pick me, pick me. And I like this picture. Oh, that's, yeah, that was the Japanese verse on the side. But I like this picture. Look at this kid. He's got his hand raised. And people, the girl next to him was like, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> put your hand down. And the teacher's like, yes, you know. He's got his hand raised. Pick me. Pick me. It's kind of like Isaiah. He's like, here I am. Send me. When I, you know, it's like playing sports. Put me in, coach. You know, I always want to play. Put me in. When I, was, uh, when I was in sixth grade, my dad was the coach of my basketball team. And I, it was awesome. I loved playing basketball. I, and I feel like I was one of the better players, but maybe I wasn't. But I, I, I got a lot of playing time. But one time I did something just really bad. And I'm not even going to go into it right now. But just trust me. And my dad was the coach and he, he benched me. He said, Come on, Ben. On the bench. He pulled me out of the game and I wanted back in. I wanted in. And halftime goes by, third quarter's there in this basketball game. I say, Dad, are you going to put me in? <laughs> I'm like, are you going to put me in? He said, I'll think about it. <laughs> and, oh, man, <laughs> I had such a bad attitude. I started, I, I untied my shoes and, oh, I didn't play the rest of the game. My, and I needed to sit out because my attitude stunk. But, I want, I want to play, but there's things that can hold us back from being a part of the game. And, but we need to have that attitude of put me in coach. God, don't pass me by. Here I am. Send me. Don't use my friends. Don't use everyone, my family. Don't use everyone else besides me, but put me in the game. How can, God, how can you use me right now? And not just to go overseas missions, go to Japan or go somewhere, but right here, 
where I'm at, how can you use me? How can you use me at Cornerstone? How can I serve and volunteer? How can I be a part of what you're doing? How can I be, be unified around the work and be a part of this great work that God's doing? How can you use me in my school or my, my family, my job? God, use me and God will use you. Amen? If you have that willing heart. Put me in, coach. God, use me. We, we love teaching this to our, our academy students, our interns. Years ago, you, I'm sure you still do, and it's, it's this acronym right here. I learned it at Cornerstone. It's the word FAT. Faithful, available, teachable. Everyone say, I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm faithful. We need to be faithful in our marriage, faithful to God. We need to be teachable, humble, willing to put God's word into practice, put the message into practice, not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. But we need to be available. And that's what I'm talking about tonight is availability. We need to be available to God. And to whom or what, to what are you married to today? You might be married to someone great. I'm married to the most beautiful woman in the world. She's amazing. <laughs> As Christians, we're married to, to Christ. We're the bride of Christ. We're not married to our work or our schooling or our hobbies. We're married to Jesus. Amen? Let's be available to, to Jesus. You know, so often, we, you know, me included, you know, we can get busy with our hobbies or our, all these even good things, but are we, we're married to Christ. Let's be available to Jesus. God, how do you want to use my life? How do you want to use me? And God, I believe, wants to send some people and commission people tonight. Um, I learned this from Pastor. We're not, don't just get retired. Get refired. You know, you're not too old. You're not too young. God wants to use you. Some people think, oh, I've, I've blown it. I've messed up too much. God can't use me anymore. I'm done. But the Bible says in Romans 11, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And I believe that there's a calling of God that's on your life. And there's grace that's on, on your life. And maybe you've messed up just like Samson messed up in the past. They cut his hair off and they gouged out his eyes. But the Bible says, and I learned this from pastor as well. I'm just preaching what pastors taught me here. His hair began to grow again. And grace, there was grace, there was grace. And maybe you feel like you've messed up, you've missed it, but I'm telling you, there's grace. Get back up. God wants to use you tonight. He's, he's looking for someone to say, here I am. Send me, Jesus, use my life. Amen? And that's this church. Uh, see the need and take the lead. I believe God's put some things in your heart. You know, um, God spoke to me, to me, and I've shared this, but God said, are you willing to go to the nations? And I said, yes. And then you know what he said? Then go. Then go. That's what God spoke to me. He didn't say, Ben, do you speak Japanese? Oh, you know what? I don't speak Japanese. Do you know anything about living overseas permanently? No. No, he didn't ask any of that. He just said, are you willing? And I said, yeah. And God said, then go. And God has made a way, you know, where it seemed like there was no way. He's, he's helped me learn, become conversational in Japanese. We can invite people to church, tell them about Jesus. We can ask for milk at the grocery store we, in Japanese. It's pretty amazing. Uh, but God 
is with you in that process. And he's wanting you, uh, he's, he's wanting you to step out into that. Isaiah 6, ver, um, verse 1 and 5 says this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. So this is the same chapter, Isaiah 6. And it, this is the context of when Isaiah heard the Lord's voice. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And where was he? He was sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And I said, woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Can you go back to that verse 1? I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. And you know what? God, no matter what circumstance you've been through, no matter what you're going through, he's, God is on the throne. He's still King of Kings. He's still Lord of Lords. About two years ago, Debbie and I went through the hardest trial of our marriage. And we actually have a fourth daughter. My wife was, actually last time we were here, she was pre- my wife was pregnant about six months pregnant or so, with our fourth daughter. And we, go, um, we went back to Japan, and one Monday, Monday, stressful Monday, my wife stops feeling the heartbeat of our baby. And she's stressed, scared all Monday night, finally tells me on Tuesday, I put my hand on her belly, usually you can get the baby to move. I couldn't feel, get the baby to move. I said, we need to go to the doctors. And so we go to the doctors, and they, sure enough, the heart, heartbeat had stopped. 36 weeks. We were two weeks away from our scheduled C-section. This was going to be our fourth daughter. Tie the tubes. This is it. We're done. You know, this is four daughters and four C-sections, and I'm out. And this baby's heartbeat stopped. And there's more to it, but I tell you what, that was difficult and tragic, and I couldn't believe it. And in the midst of it, you know what? <laughs> Just keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Yeah, we're grieving. We've lost a baby. We're hurting. But Jesus is still sitting upon a throne. He's still the King of Kings. He's still the Lord of Lords. I'm not going to reject my faith and run to something else. I'm running to Jesus. I'm running to the King of Kings who can help me and get me through the hardest and tragic and most difficult times of my life. And I'm running to God. And I'm looking. And so in the year that King Uzziah died, he was the king for 52 years. Finally, he died. And the, the future could be like, what does the future hold for us? What, what's going to come? Is the next king going to be good? What's what's in my future. But I saw the Lord. And I want to encourage you, Cornerstone, and encourage myself, encourage us that God is still on the throne. He's still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's still worthy to be praised. Let's keep fixing our eyes on Jesus. He's still worthy of giving our life for and say, God, here I am. I am available. I'm married to you, Jesus. I'm the bride of Christ. Use my life. Amen. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. You can go, okay, verse 5, and then go to the next verse after that. Um, oh, yeah. Amen. This is, the, this is the 2020 
Olympic winning team, it, it was Japan this year. It was Japan. And who did they win? Who did they beat? The United States of America. And the Japanese are so excited. Listen to what this article said. The Samurai, the Samurai Japan squad went undefeated at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games, which included the highest number of professional players in Olympic history to claim their first ever Olympic baseball gold medal in what was the sport's first appearance at the Games since 2008. Japan topped USA. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Boo. Yeah, no joke. But I, the Japan love this illustration. The Japanese people love it, but I don't think Americans love this quite so much. But you know what? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy. Yeah, yeah, let's not, let's not go to that next picture quite yet. But it takes every single person on the team to win the game. The pitcher can't say, ah, I'm out. I don't feel like playing tonight. The catcher can't say, ah, just do, you know, just play without me. You need left field, outfield, right field, second base even. You need it all. And so don't think this message does not include you. No, it absolutely includes you. We're on God's team. He wants to use every single one of us. And I heard, you know, someone say, if you encounter someone for more than five minutes a week. That is a divine appointment in your life. You can witness to them. You can encounter them and, and share the Lord with them. And so, yeah, this next picture, I, if you can believe it, it was a picture of Pastor Tim that I found, but I, I, I thought it was him. But yeah, go to this next picture. Sylvester Stallone. Is that what you looked like in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, Sylvester Stallone watched this, um, he watched this fight from Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner. Maybe some of, of you actually remember watching this. You remember watching that fight. You re- remember watching the fight. That's amazing. And Sylvester Stallone watches this fight. Chuck Wepner is the underdog and actually, to his amazement and the whole crowd's amazement, gets a punch off and knocks Muhammad Ali down in the ninth inning. The ninth inning. I've been in Japan too long. The ninth round. And, well, he gets back up with, I think it's 19 seconds left in the 15th round. Muhammad Ali knocks out Chuck Wepner and wins. But Sylvester Stallone watches this and in the next three days writes the entire script to Rocky. And he tries to sell it. And the, the rights, he tries to sell this. And, and, but with one catch, he says, I want to play the lead role. I want to be in this movie. And with about $100 in his checking account, he's going around selling this. He gets offers up to $350,000. And he... T- but he turns it down because they didn't want him to play the, the main role. He'd never been in a movie. And he says, no. So he ends up selling it, uh, getting the role and getting paid $35,000, but gets to keep some of the rights. Well, the movie grosses like $200 million. It wins three Oscars, and he's like this incredible success. But it's because he said, I want to be in. I want in. Don't do this without me. And I love that heart. 
Maybe it's not the perfect illustration, okay? But bear with me. He had that heart that said, I want in. I'm not going to just sell this and that's it and be done with it. No, put me in, coach. And I pray that that's our, our heart and our prayer. God, use my life. Use what I have. Use my testimony. Use my story. Maybe I'm, it's not perfect. I'm broken. We all are. We all have flaws. But God can use broken vessels. Amen. He can use us. And so put me in. I want to, I want to read John 20, 21. A, a couple more verses and then um, I'd like to do a, an altar call tonight. If we can, oh, I think maybe the worship band's moving. But I want to, uh, I want to read a few verses still. John 20, 21. It says, Jesus said to them again, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. God is, he's in the business of sending people, sending people into, you know, in being strategic, going into a specific place. We can't, I can't go into your school or job or family, but like you can. And you're there for a reason. God has you for such a time as this in that place. As the Father sent me, even so I'm sending you, and there's peace where you, when you go. There's peace. Be with you. There's peace in the sending. Let's go to Acts 1.8. This is a key verse for us. And it, if you want prayer for the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life, I'd love to pray with you tonight. Because Acts 1, 8 says, but you will, will receive power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And that, that word witnesses is that Greek word where we get our word martyr. And these people were witnesses and martyrs and being, cru- being killed for their faith in Jesus. And the, we will receive power. And you don't have to thank, thank God. We don't have to do it in our own strength. He's put his Holy Spirit living inside of us to give us power to do the work. And this final verse, Jeremiah 20, verse 9. It says this. This is the prophet Jeremiah. And he's saying, if I say, I will not mention him or speak any more. In his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with withholding it in, and I cannot, I cannot. There's a fire shut up in my bones, and I thank God that that's, that's true of this church and of this congregation. There's a fire in my bones, and I've got to speak up. When the devil tries to intimidate you and mock you, and your friends try and mock you, your family says, shut up and be quiet and don't talk about Jesus. You say, there's a fire in my bones. I cannot hold it in. I cannot hold it back. Um, there's a fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary with holding it in, and I cannot. I've got to speak. And that's the message tonight. Here I am. Send me. May there be a fire in my bones. We've got to sh- spread the good news about Jesus Christ. He's so good to us. I want to pray and invite people forward for, uh, to the altar tonight, if we can do that. And if you're here and you, you want that, the power from the Holy Spirit, I'd love to pray with you 
to receive that. And if you want healing, I'd love to pray with you. And also if you're saying, you just want to answer that call and say, God, here I am, send me. I want to just invite you forward. And you can just recommit. Maybe God's already using you and you're being sent and you're doing what God's calling you to do. And that's awesome. Maybe you're here and you just want to recommit to Jesus and say, God, I'm available to what you want to do. And so right now, as the, as the band plays, I just want to invite you. We, let's all stand together. Tonight we can worship. But if that's you, you want prayer, just come forward out of your seat and we can pray tonight.